0: another week, another week, me staring across the screen and, and talking to big Al and Liam about the Boston Red Sox. And you know, it's a fun week into the triangle podcast. Of course, here on couch guys, sports on iTunes, go, go hit that subscribe button. We're going to talk some baseball Red Sox. As we record finishing the series against the twins, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about David Ortiz, more updates there. We have a mini funeral to throw on this show for a, Red Sock no longer, so we'll get to that as well. Um and, and of course I want to do a quick down on the farm segment because our potential savior to the bullpen is heating up down there, uh, Derwin Feldman. And I want I want to talk on him as well because I've done my fair share of shitting on Derwin Feldman for not pitching to his potential in double A. He's starting to figure it out, so I want to give him his credit. Uh, but Al, what's up, my man? Another
1: week. Another week, Jared. Another week of good old into the triangle. Battling a little bit of uh Flu-like symptoms, but I'm like Jordan in the flu game. You got to perform when the lights come on.
0: And that's what I'm doing. Adverse conditions. And I want to be known on this podcast and across the world that we at Into the Triangle believe and perform stronger with adverse conditions.
1: Exactly. So hopefully I'm not coughing up a lung and uh, throwing up in my trash barrel right next to me during this performance. But uh, we'll see. The night is young.
0: That's how legends are born. So if you do that, more the power to you. You become a legend in my eyes. So by all means, puke your lungs out, puke your lungs out. So legends are born. I, I I might have to. It's okay. We expect that. Uh, all right. David Ortiz update. Let's get rolling with that first. Cause it's been a rolling story. David Ortiz shot in the Dominican brought up here. Red Sox goods feel story. Went to the plane still in the hospital, but now we're getting updates. The most recent update is supposedly David Ortiz wasn't even the target of this damn shooting in the first place. Um, Apparently, it was his friend. It was a mis ID. Um, I don't know how you mis ID David Ortiz, he, especially in the Dominican when everyone knows who he is. Um, and, and so I don't know if I necessarily buy that, but that was the official statement from the Dominican police. Again, who knows? Because they're corrupt too. So, really, I don't know how much I believe in this, but I want, I want to get your thoughts, out because on the surface, it's great. You know, David Ortiz wasn't the target, it was a misunderstanding, but he still almost died. And this dude is point blank. I don't, you knew it was David Ortiz. You had to know. known. So I question to you is, do you believe this? Um, do you believe this newest update that David Ortiz was an innocent bystander in all of this and it wasn't on him?
1: Not even the shot. This story is almost like – it's like a book with so many different genres. you got all of a sudden a mystery aspect. You have a romance aspect, a sci-fi aspect. It's just there's so much to this. That I don't even know what to believe in anymore. The only thing I care about is that Dave Rotiz is okay. He's gonna make a full recovery, and he's gonna be able to walk out of the hospital with the same big smile on his face and the same generosity that he's always had. So love Big Poppy. Hope he recovers. I don't care about any of these other details coming in. Just let the man be okay. That's it.
0: Yeah. And I look at this and look, there's a lot of crap that's gonna come out of, of this. We're gonna we're gonna learn more. Some Red Sox fans are going to be upset for what they hear um, because I, I feel like this isn't over. And and I feel like those rumors of the reason why David Ortiz was the target, which it sounds like Al and I both agree that he was probably the target, he might have been messing around. He might have been having some fun on the side with this drug lord's wife or girlfriend, whatever she is. Who knows? He wanted to have a little fun. Whatever. That, that's David Ortiz's business. But we're going to hear about it. We're going to hear a lot. So if Red Sox fans, brace yourselves, buckle up. This isn't over. Um, in terms of report, I don't believe it. I David Ortiz was the target. Something happened. We're gonna hear more about it. Um, and like I said, just just buckle up because it's coming. It's coming. There's news coming that you're not gonna want to hear as a Red Sox fan. I'm not gonna put anything to it. David Ortiz is can no do can do no wrong in my world. He he is a god. Um, so if you want to have a little fun on the side, you know Robbie Kraft got away with doing a little rub and tug in South Florida. So. Why can't David Ortiz have a little fun? You know, it's okay. Jerry, um, this so this is a
1: baseball podcast. Please take the baseball player names and uh, owners. Thank you.
0: There's no there's no better reference than the Rub and Tug with Robert Kraft. Sorry, I had to use it. Um, <laughs> sad, but sad but true. Best no, reference <laughs> I can ever use with that situation. So I had to use it. Um, <laughs> no, that's
1: fair. Absolutely fair.
0: But we won't stick on David Ortiz too long, but just wanted to talk about the most recent update. Al and I, hard pass on believing that it's true. Uh, David Ortiz, probably still the, suspect, the project and suspect of God knows, the $8,000 hit, whatever it was. Um, next up, let's we'll talk about the Red Sox and the Twins in a minute because it's an important series, and we want to talk baseball, and we know that it's a very important series. But first, I, I feel inclined to, to get into a little bit of a memoriam here for dear old friend Carson Smith. Al, Carson Smith, the friend that never was.
1: Na-na-na-na. Na-na-na-na. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Hey, hey, hey. Goodbye. Good riddance, Carson Smith. All you were good for was a glove throw in the damn dugout to injure your pitching arm. You're an idiot. You're a moron. You underdeveloped here.
0: You did nothing for the Red Sox. Good riddance, sir. Good day. Had enough. Carson Smith. Man, what you could have been. He sucks. Carson Smith. Um... Who, who was in that trade again? I don't even remember. Was that, that the was, Wade that, Miley trade? Yeah, that was the Wade Miley trade. Okay. Yeah. That, I'm, I'm still okay with that trade then? You had to make the move. You needed a reliever. Looked like it was a good spot. Carson Smith, here lies your future MLB career. Probably doesn't exist. Just, he just um, couldn't stay healthy. That was that was the whole thing. He, he couldn't stay healthy. And I, I wish the best for Carson Smith as he passes on to his next life. Um May he, may he internally rest never in peace at Fenway Park when he comes back to pitch on the mound I hope he understands how much pain and agony he caused Red Sox Nation especially me and Big Al most important too and you have to understand Carson Smith when you get booed in your return we hate you we don't like you, you all didn't. he had to do was pitch well and you couldn't do that you
1: are not our friend you are our enemy and our enemies get booed So deal with
0: it. I look at the Carson Smith situation. He had so many chances. And if this dude stayed healthy, he would have been a key piece of this bullpen. Because look at your bullpen now. It's shit. And a guy like Carson Smith would very much help that. Tyler Thornburg, same thing. Can't get out of his own way. But Carson Smith was someone who was touted, who was pitching well when he came here. Got hurt. Hasn't been the same. And look, at the time, Wade Miley... I'm okay with that deal because you needed a reliever. Turns out you still need one. Uh, but Carson Smith was a great addition. I think it was a win in the trade-wise. But he never panned out because he couldn't stay healthy. And when he was supposedly healthy, when they brought him back, he had like a 13 ERA. All right, at Carson Smith, we say our final adieu. May you ever rest in eternal health for causing us Red Sox fans the most pain we've ever discovered. Not true. By the way, 2003. Very painful. Uh, but Carson Smith, good riddance
1: to see you. Yeah, yeah, go break your hand again on the, in the dugout, dude. Go slam your claw again. All
0: right, let's move on. Little Red Sox twins. So, precursor to what, what I kind of want to talk about Christian Vasquez, after the Royal Series, was walking by, looked at the cameras, talked to them, and said, We're back. He said, We're back. Let's pump the brakes here a little bit, Christian Vasquez. So let's beat the Twins first, okay? Christian Vasquez, you, you, you went on a six-game winning streak against the Baltimore Orioles. Um, it wasn't impressive. You won the games you're supposed to win. This is what you, been, you guys have been doing all year. You, you're beating the crap teams that you're supposed to beat, and you're not beating the teams that are supposed to win a championship, which puts you as a mediocre, meh team, which we've been talking about this entire time. That's what this Red Sox team has been. Now this twin series, you win the first game, 2 nothing, Great game. Phenomenal game. Rick Porcello. Jam. What, lights out. Couldn't pitch a better game. Bullpen held up. Ryan Brazier actually went in and closed the damn game. Amazing. Second game, 17-inning marathon. Did not watch the whole thing. I will admit that. It was I, on until like 2 a.m. I, I didn't either. So we're in the same boat. But that being said... That's a game that can go either way, but you lost it. So now you're and one You have this game going on right now as we sit here and record um, to finish the series against the Twins, who, guys, mind you, is a really good baseball team this year. I don't know. They're a good good baseball, and they're going to stay a good baseball team. I'm at the point now where they need to win this game. Um, And and we can kind of talk through both scenarios because obviously we're talking and recording as this game's going on. But if they don't win this game, Christian Vasquez, you can go shove it. You're not back because if you were back, you would have ridden that six-game win streak into this series. Then you come in and take two out of three from the Minnesota Twins who again, good baseball team. At that point, I'm a little better of saying that you're back. But right now, you're just doing what you've been doing all year. So if they lose this game out, let's talk about that first because you know me, pessimist first as always. If they lose this game out, they're not back. They're right where they've been.
1: Red Sox need to take two out of three. Get some momentum for the series against the Blue Jays at home.
0: Love it. Love it. Al's bitter tonight. Background, no hiding on this podcast. We're having some technical issues tonight, and it's great because Al's being a trooper. He's a little bitter, and he's sick. So Al's powering through it. Adverse conditions, Al. What did I say to you at the beginning of the podcast? Adverse. Legends are made. conditions. Legends Legends are are made made with adverse conditions. So we're dealing with it. But you're right. Red Sox. Absolutely need to win this series. I'm 100% down with that. If they do win this game tonight, Al, will stay positive for you here. Put you in a better mood. If they do win this series, I'm agreeing with Christian Vasquez. He had a six-game winning streak. You come into this twin series, you take two out of three on the road against a really good baseball team. Again, no, they're a good team. And then you come in and beat the twins in their own ballpark, in their own backyard. That's a win. That's a success story. I think you can say you're back at that point. Um, you're, you're within striking distance of the division still. You're still in the wild card race. Like, you're not out of this by any means. Um, I'm not saying you're going to be a last place team, but this needs to figure itself out. So now, if they win this series, it's a big jumping point for the rest of the ser- series, obviously, but also going into the Toronto series and, and moving forward. Because now we're not that far from the All-Star break. And, and where you are at the All-Star break is a very telling, telling story. Um, to where you can be come October. Yeah,
1: just got to start put, putting it all together, getting some consistent wins, and keep gaining ground. That's
0: all you can do. Love it. Um, do you think they win this game, Al? I'm gonna ask for on the spot prediction as they're playing this game. Jesus.
1: Uh, you know <laughs> what? I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be Jared Scali for a second. I'm gonna say no. Oh. Because knowing me, knowing me, my my. Um, reverse psychology will mean that they'll actually win because I suck at predictions because I pick every game pretty much wrong. So you know what? I'm going to say they're going to lose and jinx myself. So that way they win.
0: I love that. Um, I'm actually going to be an optimist. So this is weird. Um, I think that they j- win this game tonight because I think they, I honestly think in the clubhouse, the Red Sox know how important this game is um, because they know that they're coming off a six game winning streak are really now playing a good team. Yeah. Chris Vasquez came out publicly said they're back, but I think they know that how important this game is. And I think they're pretty much believing that every game is important here and out because they dug themselves such a big hole at the beginning of the year. So I think they do believe that they win this game. I think they win this series. Um, They have some momentum going to play Toronto. They can take advantage of that series as well. And at this point they're able to kind of get some momentum here and I'm making a bold prediction here. Al. I think the all-star break is going to come at the wrong time. I think this team is going to start to figure it out. Play really good baseball, and then have to go their separate ways for a few days, um, and and have to re- get recoup, which is going to suck. I think this All Star break is going to come at the worst timing for them.
1: We'll see. I mean, I can't really argue with that on with you on that one. Um, hopefully, this team could just get some consistency together. There was actually, you know, it's funny, Jared. There was actually an article today that came out about. How the Red Sox are still trying to find... like They're still in 2018. I think it was actually your boy Tony Maserati that wrote it. How the Red Sox are actually still trying to ride that wave from 2018 and try to find that magic again and not really focused on 2019. I don't know.
0: I hope that they're finally moved past 2018. Because if they're not, they're screwed. Like They need to move on um, to figure out they they need to move on and be good to go here uh when it comes to being able to actually repeat i think they're good enough to be, win the series again this year i think they can they need bullpen help and we'll talk about that in a second but i think they're good enough to repeat they have guys who are going to be potentially on the all-star game they have the same lineup they're good enough to repeat um al before we get to <laughs> what oh you uh-huh. don't think i'm you don't think that's true
1: No, breaking news. Max Kepler goes deep again. Twins are up 4-3. to
0: Game's not over. Let's go. Game's not over.
1: It's so weird when you're the optimist
0: and I'm I'm the pessimist. It's so weird. Sorry, I promise next week we'll get back to normal. Um, So one thing I want to talk about, and and this is is a bright spot in the season that's being overlooked before we get to a a quick little down on the farm report here. Um, The All-Star game. And I just thought of this because it's coming up. Xander Bogart's is having a phenomenal year right now. We can agree on that. Yeah, I agree. He's hitting, he has 277. He's, he's, he's hitting the crap out of the ball. Essentially is what I'm kind of alleviating to. He's hitting 300. Um, third best batting average is a shortstop in the league. Um, why is he not even in the top five for all star voting? I think it's because
1: of the way the Red Sox have played, to be honest with you. I think they've flown under the radar this year. So a guy like Bogart's, that's having a pretty good year. He gets lost in the all-star voting. Plain simple.
0: Wrong. 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 It's the voting. Voting system sucks. Um, fans need to stop being able to vote. Um, because you look at the other positions. J.D. Martinez is leading the way. D.H. Um, you have baby boomer third baseman himself as the uh, Mr. Scoops there. Devers is is in the top five in the third base voting. Sander Bogarts isn't even top five. In an American League where he he might be the best shortstop right now, um, I might just give it Polanco one little nudge over Xander. But how in the world is Xander Bogart not even in the top five for voting for All Stars? Is beyond me. He's sitting three hundred forty three walks, two stolen bases, forty eight RBIs. He has fourteen homers. Um, He's third, I think. in Yeah, third in the American League in home runs and shortstops, only behind Trevor Story and Javier Baez. And that's the whole league. That's not even just in the American League. So this dude's hitting the crap out of the ball. He's having one of the best years of his career and can't even sniff the top five in all-star voting. I think that's a crime. That's a pun- That should be punishable uh, for the fact that he's not in a top five spot.
1: Jared, you're going to hear something that I'm not going to say very often. I, I don't have... I don't have an answer for you. I honestly don't know. I you have, you have a case there. I don't know why Bogarts isn't you know the leading vote getter in the American League for the shortstop position. I honestly don't know.
0: It blows my mind. He he actually he leads the American League in home runs for shortstop. So that's a case right there. Um, Third highest batting average, like I said, um, has. The most RBIs as a shortstop in the American League, which makes sense. Most homers, most RBIs, that can potentially usually lines up, um, has drawn 43 walks, the most as a shortstop in the American League. Notice a trend in some of these stats I'm giving you here, Al? I think I might be picking up a thing or two. The most. He's leading a bunch of categories of the American League shortstop and close to leading a lot of these categories in the entire MLB not just the American League, not even a top five vote getter for the MLB All-Star game coming up in a few weeks here, right? Not too far away. I wouldn't be surprised if he barely makes the team the way this is going. He's not going to start, which he might deserve. He might he will make the team, but he's not going to get the starter recognition that he actually deserves.
1: Again, I'm just, I'm so perplexed by this whole thing. It's such a confusing process that i I can't fathom it. I, I I don't know what to say. Like everything that you're saying is just spot on. and and I can't I, I can't defend it. I can't argue against it. Like I literally just don't know what they're thinking.
0: Let's put a little happy note on people's faces before we jump out of here for the week, because if you got me talking and people who listen to me on other shows and and back whenever know that Xander Bogart is my guy. So I've defended Xander when he's had slow times. He's he's my binkies, and I'm happy he signed. Obviously, he's the Red Sox shortstop of the future. There's no reason why he shouldn't be in the top five right now for results for voting, and, and he's not, and that just blows my mind. So um, Major League Baseball, obviously, he'll get in. He'll be on the team, I think, but... Um, he should be starting and he's not going to be, and that's just because of the way they do their voting. So, um, they need to figure it out. And and these kind of situations are partially why a bigger picture, major league baseball has some issues because they're trying so hard to please the fans that you're letting fans who have no idea what's going on vote. And that's part of the problem too, because fans can go in and just write their entire team on the list for all-stars and stuff the ballot box and that. Equate[s] to people being on the team, and that's a problem, and that's what the issue is. But on a happy note, let's quickly go down, down to the farm here. Derwin Feldman, Double A, Portland, up in Maine, up yonder. Portland's a great city, by the way. Love Portland. Good breweries up there, good restaurants. If it wasn't so far away from everything up down here and in my life, I would live in Portland. Portland would be a fun little city to live in. Um, Derwin Feldman, we all know. We sat here, I crapped on him forever because he had a horrible April.
1: Yeah, yeah. How do you feel about that now? Horrible May.
0: Horrible May. Couldn't get out of his own way. And it was honestly, it was one of those things where I think my feelings for it got worse and worse because as things were spiraling out of control at the big club level, right, with the actual Red Sox, the hope and future of the team in the savior was also spiraling miserably out of control in Double A. Since then, Since that time of debacle, the Red Sox are doing okay, obviously. Um, Since the two outings he had, which really made his ERA look worse than it probably is, but um, he had two really bad outings in May. Um, 13 outings since then, Al. 17 in the third innings over those 13 appearances. Has 14 strikeouts over those 13 appearances. guess how many hits he's allowed. I'm going to say four. Good guess. Nine. Still good, though. 17 in the third innings, 13 appearances, 22 years old, 14 strikeouts, nine hits since that debacle in May. That's much better. And I don't know if Dave Dombrowski looks at that and goes, oh, we're good. Hands are up. I'm right. It's internal. David Feltman, savior of all. Here he comes from AA Portland. Hop him on 95. Let's bring him down to town. Get him on the C&J bus, or whatever they call it now, whatever they use. <laughs> get him on Get him on the instant. Get him on the Greyhound. Strap him in. Lock him in. Bring him down to Fenway. He's it. He's the savior. Screw Craig Kimball. Let's just get Jervin Feldman here. Lock down the ninth inning.
1: He's the future. That's what he is. He's the future closer. Yeah, he had a couple bad months, but he's starting to turn it all around and get it all figured out. And The big thing is the strikeouts, too. I mean, you said what, 13 strikeouts? 14 in,
0: strikeouts in 17 in the third innings.
1: Okay, 14 strikeouts in 17 in the third. Basically basically a strikeout almost every inning. So he's finding ways to get you know, get his fastball and his off-speed by hitters. So the future's bright for Durbin Feltman.
0: I'm going to ask you this. If, big if, he continues this and, and starts to figure it out. Do the Red Sox take a shot on him earlier? than expected and not send him to triple a first or do they take their time with him and potentially figure something out the deadline to get an arm um, or use internals like Nathan Evaldi could be a situation where they use him when they comes back just to to buy time but do they want to see him pitch a triple a or they do they just figure it out and make him come up here right away
1: I think they should bring him up but I think they're gonna bring him along slowly they don't want to bring him up too quickly in the sense that they rush him. Then if he gets shellacked in his first major league appearance, then his confidence goes down and everything else. We want to make sure that he's truly ready for the challenge of being an everyday major league reliever.
0: See, I want him to pitch in triple a because I think, and this is something even for like, you look at Vladimir Guerrero jr. Flatty daddy jr. He even was in triple a and he probably shouldn't have been, he should have just came right up. But that being said, if that guy's going to triple A, Derwin Feldman needs to go to triple But that being, I know it's different positioning. But if this guy, I want to see him just pitch consistently in double A. Let's get some good stats under his belt. And then I, I would say soon, if he keeps this up before the deadline, get him to triple A. Get him to triple A. Let's get some innings under his belt against real minor league competition to make sure he's good. Um and even if he messes, even if he doesn't have All of his outings are great. If he can sustain some success at AAA, bring him up and let's figure it out. He might not get handed the ball in the ninth inning right away. That's fine. Uh, But if you want to let him pitch the sixth inning, fifth, sixth inning, just to get some experience at his belt um, and push some of these guys out of those roles who I don't trust, I'm okay with that. Um, And then as he builds up confidence at the major league level, you can maybe slide him down to seven, eight, ninth, depending on how he does. Um, but I think it's important for him to pitch a couple times in triple a. So honestly, if he keeps the stretch up, like I said, right. 13 appearances since may, um, 14 strikeouts, nine hits. If he keeps that up, uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see him at least get the call to triple a before the deadline. Uh, maybe even right after the all-star break to figure this out and see if he can handle it quickly and then jump him up to the big leagues.
1: If he's going to come up here. He needs to have a solidified role. And by the way, Jared, I have a theory about this bullpen, about why they're so bad.
0: What, it sucks? That's a good theory. It's a great theory, actually.
1: Well, obviously we know it sucks, but why it sucks? I think it truly sucks because there's no stability within the roles of the bullpen. I mean, perfect example, you had Ryan Brazier close the 2 to nothing game and then come in the 7th last night. There's no set roles. Think about like 2013. If a starting pitcher went six innings, say Lester went six innings, it would go Workman seven, Zawa eight, Yuhara nine. And if a pitcher went seven, Zawa eight, Yuhara nine. There's that consistency. Mm-hmm. There's no consistency in the Red Sox bullpen. There's no predetermined set roles. And I think that's why they're so bad, because they never know when they're going to come in.
0: But I think there's no predetermined set roles because they all suck. Like, and this is not my thought. Obviously, we we know what Big Jim Murray of the Sports Up calls it. It's just the wheel of gutless bumps. Like, I'm pretty sure Corey has really no idea what his plan is going into every game because you, I can't. Who do you trust consistently in the ninth inning? Like, if you wanted to find roles, let's do it. Who who do you trust in the ninth inning consistently enough to say, you know what, you're Craig Kimbrell this year. You go get it done. I mean,
1: nobody's going to compare to Craig Kimbrell. That's impossible to ask. Craig Kimbrell is an all-star closer.
0: No, but he's one that of the guy. Who are you hand the ball to? Who are you trusting? And then to be, to be your closer, if you wanted to find roles, that's what we got to do. Who's the, who's the ninth inning guy? To be honest with you, the ninth
1: inning guy for me is Brazier. He has the fastball. He has the ability to do it, and he's done it before. I know what you could say. Oh, Matt Barnes has the fastball too and a curveball that's decent. But the thing is, Barnes is so inconsistent. But the thing but with so Brazier, is Brazier.
0: So is Brazier, I, though. But, See, the they, thing,
1: they, but, but the thing is, with Brazier, he has other teams beat him. Matt Barnes. Beats himself with some of his
0: pitch locations. See, and that's, that's fair. my whole thing. And I'd rather. Fair. Team- I'm with you. If anybody's going to the ninth in their current model, I would rather be Ryan Brazier than anybody else. But that being said, there's no trust there. I don't trust either of them to be consistent enough. That's the point. You can define roles all you want, but then. You're going to have a week of bad Brian Brazier. Then you're going to flip it again because Matt Barnes is pitching well um, or somebody else. Is, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're just going to keep flipping it because there are no set roles because no one's taken these roles by the balls and used them and, and gone hard at it. No one's done that. All these guys have had their chances, and none of them have stepped it up.
1: Agreed. This bullpen is just – it's
0: brutal. So, Durbin Feldman, if you're listening, which I know you are, fan of the show. Get the so hell up here. Get, get, get your ass on that next greyhound. We can even send you to Pawtucket first. Take take the old extra lap, send you past Boston, let's get you to let's get you to Pawtucket. Let's get you in there throwing some guns, and then we'll hop you back on the CNJ. We can even take you on the commuter rail if you want to become a real Boston person. Hop on the purple line, the commuter rail. Get your ass up to Boston, and let's close some games here. Um, because
1: Jared, Jared, I, I hate to, Jared, I hate to interrupt you, but I got breaking news. Another dinger. No, but uh, Xander Bogarts. Game-tying RBI double on a 3-2 curveball down the middle.
0: Send him to the All-Star game, people. Ship it. Let's go. Figure it out. Ship him up to Cleveland. Producer Liam, we're going to figure out a campaign. we got to get this role. we got to get Xander Bogarts in the damn All-Star game. This is stupid. It's a damn conspiracy, I'll tell you that much. It's idiotic. How is this guy not in the All-Star game? He should be locked to start at shortstop. Wow, that's terrible. We're going to end the show on that feisty note. Wow. You're welcome. You just got me all jacked up in certain places. All right. Into the Triangle podcast. Liam on that side making me sound pretty. Al, we'll do our best on that side talking Red Sox. Um, Adverse conditions. Man, I'm rattled now. God. Xander Bogarts. Are you puking? Adverse conditions? Might have. Might have a little bit. All right. Well, we'll leave it there. He's sick. He's out. Don't forget, on Twitter, add into the triangle. Go follow. Help us rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever we are. We're everywhere. Just go find us. We're everywhere. Coachguysports.com, merch store. Um, go support the cause. We're growing. We're getting bigger. 2019, big plans coming. Keep your eye on the site. Go follow all the other podcasts on the network as well. We're constantly adding. We're we're in talks to add some more, too, so the podcast network's going to be growing. So, Keep it churning and burning. Boston sports don't sleep. We'll be back next week. Go Sox! Get my boys in there in the damn playoffs. All star game. Come on, go All-star. Sox! Go Sox!